Ask the Podcast Coach for May 29th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday. Uh, had to throw one of those in there. I love the music. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Uh, happy Memorial Day. I think a weekend here in the United States where we celebrate those who gave their lives so we could squabble. So thank you. Thank you all those to all those people as well. And happy Memorial Day weekend to you. And of course, because it's an American holiday, we're all going to get together and eat lots of bad food. That's our tradition oh, here yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, drink a lot of beer. <laughs> Although it's pretty chilly this weekend, I think. So, you yeah, know, I, maybe that'll slow it down a it, little bit. As I look at my watch, it is 48 outside, which means to our friends across the pond, it's like 12, 13 degrees Celsius, yeah. something like ne- that. Negative 17. I don't know. <laughs> Celsius. I just wish we were all in the same thing. And I'd even I'd even learn Celsius for it. Yeah. If you're cold, it'll heat you up real yeah. quick. That's right. Yeah. We can get that coffee pour going. And of course, the coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. I saw somebody out in the Facebook groups this week say, hey, I need a, a logo made. And of course, I immediately ran there in the little box and put podcastbranding.co. Now, why do you want to go there? Because number one, Mark's a podcaster. So you don't realize how great that is until you work with someone who isn't a podcaster. And I've worked with Mark as the podcast coach, podcast rodeo show, school of podcasting. If you need artwork, if you need a logo, if you need an entire website built, Mark can do it all. And if you just want to make sure your branding is on point, he'll even work with you to do an audit. He does great work. And the great thing is he's Canadian, which means he's polite. So if you are looking to look professional, no th- stereotypes on it. <laughs> no, not at all. Then definitely go check out Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Cappuccino, hold the phone. Take me home. There we go. And the way this works, if you are watching us live, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and that will jump you right into the video. If you're with us on Clubhouse, you can raise your hand. And, of course, if you are waking up and you're uh, just not camera ready, shall we say. I'm not sure I'm camera ready right now, but uh, never camera ready. Are you kidding me? I I literally roll out of bed and just sit plop in the chair. So I comb my hair a little bit. So don't be worried about what you look like. Just, just get in here. Yeah. You can go to ask the podcast slash live and ask your question in the chat room. Hey, they came out of their hole though. The Apple is finally said something. And what I thought was funny about this, they sent out this email, says, we're writing to provide an update on the availability of Apple Podcast subscriptions and channels. We've been delighted by the response to last month's announcements, and it's exciting to see hundreds of new subscriptions and channels submitted from creators across the globe every day. I thought that was interesting that they're like, hey, look at all the good stuff. And I'm like, okay. To ensure we're delivering the best experience for creators and listeners, Apple Podcast subscriptions and channels will now launch in June. Hallelujah. They're not going to put out anything else that's broken. 
Now, that's, of course, I'm saying that now. We'll see what happens in June. We will communicate further updates on availability and best practices to help you prepare your subscriptions and channels through this newsletter. Over the last few weeks, some creators, some have experienced delays in availability of their content and access to Apple Podcasts Connect. By the way, I just checked this. I don't have stats. I looked, I had 1,500 downloads of one episode in Apple Podcasts, and yet, eh, sorry, not enough data. Okay, uh, we address these disruptions, and we've addressed these disruptions and encouraged creators experiencing any issues to contact us. So I love the fact that they did say, hey, there, there might have been a problem. You think? We've also heard from listeners and made adjustments based on their feedback with iOS 14.6, which was released on Monday. We will introduce additional enhancements to library, to enhancements to library. I'm pretty sure it should have been to the, I don't know how you, you would say that, to the library in coming weeks. Thank you for understanding. We can't wait to see your new subscriptions and channels, and we're looking forward to launching them to listeners around the world soon. Best regards, the Apple Podcast team. So at least they've almost admitted that we kind of foobarred things, but it was uh, fixed by the end of the summer. Our summer, anyways, by August, September. I, I think I thought this was going to be easy. And it's never with that much data and those many users and the way users are crazy about the stats and checking and checking and checking and checking and checking. I, I just I think they underestimated the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. I guess the thing that always drives me crazy. I mean, at Libsyn, we have our beta version and mm-hmm. I just go, was there no beta version of this somewhere mm-hmm. on a hard drive? You guys just ah, looks good. So we shall Listen, see. I'm sure this was a pet project at Apple that somebody pitched to some executive and they got a small team put together and they were like, hey, yeah, we can do this. We can do this thing on the side. It might even have been a side project kind of thing. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, this will work out. This would be cool. And they didn't have the right resources and <clears throat> didn't think through all the planning parts of it and didn't project management. Probably, they probably should have. It's probably four engineers and no project manager. And you're like, it was just probably one of those things where they just maybe didn't think it through the whole way. Ah, let's just go. We'll fail early and fail off. And those things that we say around when we tell people all the time, this agile methodology, oh, just get out there and do stuff and fail. It's good. You'll get feedback and people, they'll tell you what to do. That's what they did. Turns out customers don't like that stuff. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I love agile and it's the, everybody's talking agile methodology right now, but customers don't actually like Especially in an established culture, a podcasting has been around a while. So this isn't like it's 2004 or five. And right? especially I would think if they're not prepped that, hey, what you're working is not the finished product. We're releasing it. It's our minimum viable product. And you might find a bug or two. If you let people know that, I had somebody this yeah. week at Libsyn yeah. had something went a little left to center just for a second. And I said, well, keep in mind, Libsyn 5 is beta. It's not officially, like I said, they're not, we do our best to keep our bugs out. But every time we, it's like Apple, when you push new stuff, you, you might break some old stuff if you didn't test it. But it's interesting. People are liking the fact that we're orange today. Denver Broncos. This yeah. reminds me, I feel like in Mile High Stadium. I know, <laughs> I don't think people actually like that. We say we do, but we don't. We we complain about it. We, you know, wow, oh, I can't get to you. Ah, I want to use this, especially when it's new functionality they've been waiting for. So it is, it's a double-edged sword. You're doing it to give them early access, to get some feedback on it. But turns out customers don't really like that. Like they want it right the first time. 
Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. There's a small group that might, and that's the early adopters who want to be right. on the cutting edge. But that is far from the majority. I think everybody else that comes in, and they're like, "Wait, what do you mean? There's what do you mean? There's no ID three tags yet? Right? Like, yeah, we haven't moved that over yet. Okay, it's, yeah, it's the, coming." The, the, indignation of, oh, I can't believe you didn't. And like, <laughs> you see this in every development community going forward. You see, you get a bunch of enthusiasts, you get some, so it's early adoption. You're doing some things, you get some enthusiasts in there, you get some good momentum. And then the general public comes. And that is always where projects go off the rails. And I think this can also happen to your podcast. So you start small, it, you're edgy, you're doing some things, you have some small listener base, they get really passionate about it. Then the general public comes, and I see this happen on YouTube all the time. And then the comments just, oh, you know, yeah. are the worst, right? <laughs> and not that this shouldn't happen; it's just going to happen. I think for podcasters, you have to learn to live through that time when you're shaking out the general population, when you're deciding who's going to stay and who's going to go. Because eventually, if you, I think, if you make it through that period, and a lot of podcasters don't. Dave, this is why we have all these podcasts that go for three or five, maybe, and then they quit because yeah. they got some negative feedback from some, and, then, and they're like, oh, they're ruined. Their life is ruined because for the first time, somebody's told them what they did is not very good. Now, it, it could be good, but even stuff you think is good, people are going to tell you is garbage, <laughs> right? You can, you can have 15 people say, I love this thing. And you get one person who's like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen and your life is ruined. Yeah. You have to be able to. You have to be able to live through that phase. That's it. And if you if you think about it, can I say a, a controversial thing? Sure. If I say the word snowflake, have you ever heard oh, this? Yeah, people yeah, yeah. people talk about the kids that grew up with everybody gets a trophy, and they. I've heard, I, I don't know how like derogatory. It's not a great name, you know what I mean. But I've heard people talk about snowflakes, and if you think about it, if a snowflake starts a podcast. And somebody says, your audio sounds like crap. Where did you record that? In a tunnel underwater, baking, bacon, bacon in the background and baking bacon? Yeah. It's a new thing. You throw it in the oven. Uh, cooking bacon I, in the I, background. Oven cooked bacon's pretty good. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. With my bacon encrusted heart. Yeah. But Dave, let's be let's be fair on this conversation. It's not always it's not always the podcaster's fault that these things happen. I mentioned this when we opened the show. We live in a squabble culture now and oh. everybody squabbles about everything and no one knows how to, I shouldn't say this broad of a stroke, but a lot of people don't really know how to give constructive feedback without it sounding offensive. It's yeah. hard because we do everything on text base and that's negative to begin with. Yeah. And so it's both sides, right? You, you start something, people don't know how to give constructive criticism. They just don't. They're not good at it anymore. Maybe they never were, to be honest. So it comes from both sides. We just, we complain about everything, man. If it's just not perfect, I'm going to just complain about it. And, and the chat rooms made a great point. They're like, hey, you know what? A podcast episode doesn't stop me from doing my job. But when your software doesn't work, that's a problem. Yeah, so. Yes, but it's sometimes it's the way we say it. Oh, yeah. The, the same thing can be accomplished. I, I have watched even in some of the circles and in the circles I run in, in the podcasting space. And I've watched people say things. It's just nasty. And yeah. you're like, did you really mean it that way? Is that, was that the most professional way it could have been said? And yeah, no, it is. There's a lot more constructive ways. We just, the, the we've lost the art of this, of negotiating in the sense of, or even giving feedback of, 
coming at it from, hey, I want to help you on this. Here's some things you could fix. But no, we use these weird, we use these weird, weird phrases in there that are just, they just cut to the bone yeah. with people. And everybody's seeing thing is, is black and white. And Tamara, we're going to get you up here on stage in a second. I was listening on a podcast and they were, they played a clip of a guy who had taken both vaccinations, like he had done two vaccinations and then commented on the side effects of them. And he was called the guy that took two vaccinations was called an anti-vaxxer because he said something negative. <laughs> and it was just like, you got to be kidding me. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. We just don't, we don't lead with positive intent. So <laughs> unfortunately, but yeah, we're going to bring Tamara up on the stage. She's listening on Clubhouse. Gives me there. She is. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am new on to Clubhouse. So I it took me a moment to understand there was actually a notification saying to come and speak. Uh, there you go. So what yeah. I, iPhone or Android, Tamara? Android. Oh, Android. Oh, welcome welcome yeah. to Clubhouse. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's interesting what you're saying about podcasting, because I've been a podcaster now for well, a couple of years. Let's just leave it at that. And it's interesting. People will always come at you with the negative a lot. Like I had a lot of comments about people when I was starting out about, oh, your mic this or your sound that. And you just need to take it as positive feedback of areas that people are sharing need to be improved. And the best thing to do is reach out to people like yourself, come on shows like this and ask the question. So how do I improve my sound? What do I really need? That's it. And you have to be able to, in some cases, step back. And I always say, if somebody gives me negative feedback, the first thing I look at is, does this person have a point? Does my, does this sound bad? Do I say so much that it's annoying? Whatever it is, does this person have a point? And if they do, then I go, okay, should I fix that? Yeah, probably. But if somebody says, Dave, your show's too long. I think it should be seven minutes. And I go, huh, that's interesting feedback. It is definitely longer than seven minutes. But if I do, that's going to completely change the show in a direction that I want to go. Then that person is not my target audience. So they have feedback and they don't like my show and that's fine. You don't have to like my show. But on the other hand, if I put your feedback into action, it's going to completely change the show and from something that I don't want to do. And so that's how I always look at negative feedback. But it is funny how, boy, you can give me 50, you know, five-star reviews and I can't name a single one, but that one-star review that says a bad show that's a oh something like a bad commercial for a bad show was my one star yeah. review. We we all remember those. Yeah, no, and and it's funny how you're doing a podcast and and you people complain about quality of sound etc. And then you go out and you get the equipment that's actually needed to produce good quality. Mm-hmm. And then what you get is why is your mic so big? Why do you have a big <laughs> mic like that? You don't have a mic like the rest of us. And it's when I did use. A regular mic. Everybody complained my voice was tinny. So I did research. I talked to expert podcasters. They said, here's what you actually need to get. And I listened to that feedback. I had somebody go work through me with me to understand gain. How many people actually know what gain is other than just the word actually working through creating the gain at the, the point that you actually need it for it to be effective. So there's a lot also that goes on in the background that I think when people get into podcasting, they don't really know what they don't know. 
Yeah, I. it's funny you brought that up because that was one of my notes. People are starting to obsess about having a microphone in the shot. And so mine is pointing at the corner of my mouth. It's not directly in front of my face. Mm -hmm. But I also noticed that if you watch clips of Howard Stern, the guy that's on the radio, there's a microphone in the shot. I'm like, why are we like, hey, you do a podcast. Can you do a video thing where there's no microphone in the shot? And the answer is no. I'm a podcaster. Yeah. I talk into a microphone. Am I? You can always do a lapel mic and things like that, but now you're possibly sacrificing audio quality for the video and that whole nine yards. But I just, I think it's funny now how people are obsessing over. Well, you like, is your chin that sexy that it has to be on video? I'm like, what's the deal? It's interesting that I, again, I think people will find anything to obsess over and the goal of perfection and such so it's always fun i seem to think where where you know two or more are gathered there will be conflict <laughs> so you just no matter what you do you're gonna have folks who are gonna say couldn't you do it this way and couldn't you do it that way and i think at the end of the day if it's good criticism and you need to change it if not you say thank you very much that's not a direction i'm going yeah. and we don't have to necessarily conform to everybody because that gets you a really bad show i, I think you need oh. you be you you be the best of you take the criticism that you need change what needs to be changed. But if you start changing for everybody, you just get this wishy-washy kind of vanilla, like you be you. Get out there and get your personality your personality out there. Let people know who you are and change where you need to. So that's the hard part is that there's no formula for that. You just got to do it. So Tamara, any, anything else we can help you with today? Just one more point to build on what you're saying is that there is positive criticism that helps you improve. Mm -hmm. And then there's opinions from people that don't know what they're talking about. And I think it's very important also to understand that because like when you do have a big mic, and I don't think a lot of people understand this, you actually do have to get close to it is what I've been told by professional podcasters yep. so that the sound goes correctly into the mic. And if you're not a podcaster who's researched it, there may be some feedback out of ignorance. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. I always recommend uh, about three fingers, three finger width from yeah. the mic and that'll get it. But the, the whole thing where you put your, your blue Yeti microphone in the middle of the table and try to pick up four people is, is just not going to work anymore. So Dave, I've sent people microphones to use for our podcast. Yeah. And so they come on and they, they sound like they're in Antarctica. Yeah. You're like, where are you? And they're I'm like, okay, where's your microphone? And oh, I set it over there. They have to get up and go. And I'm like, why did you, why didn't one, I didn't think you wanted to see it. And I'm like, no, I sent it to you so we could hear you. Yeah. So bring that thing as close to you. And it, sometimes it's, it's hot lava. Like they don't want to touch it. I'm like, oh. just bring that thing close to you. Can yeah. I, can we get it as close to you as you can get it? And they look at me funny. Like they don't want it that close. So I'm like, no, trust me. It sounds better. Like you yeah. will sound better the closer we get this to you, not worse. I think sometimes, I think the average person thinks the closer that mic is, the worse they sound. And so it's educating them and I'll get it as close as we can and bring it in a little closer. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit of education there as well. Yeah. Tamara, where can we? Uh, very much. Yeah. I'm going to step off stage. Well, so before you, somebody else has another question. Before you do that, tell us what your podcast is and, and your website. So I have one podcast, which is Women in Safety, and it's a group of about five of us now that all talk about our experiences of doing health and safety. The second one is The Safety View, where my best friend Rosa and I talk about different hot topics in health and safety with other people. And the third one is Meet the Author with my friend Gary Wong, and that's just 
what it sounds like. We talk to authors of different books. Awesome. Sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Thanks yeah, so much. For, thanks so much for coming up and uh, on stage and, and sharing your opinion. We appreciate that. Yeah, some great points thanks, there. Yeah, thanks for coming on. The other thing that that people were talking about, I was listening to James Cridlin, and this is one of those where I don't know that there's a solution. There's a show called Message Heard by a guy named Jake Warren, and this is not new. Uh, I guess the first thing we'll start off, Jim. Do you have a Google Alert set up to alerts you if somebody says the name of your podcast on yeah. the blog post. Yeah, so yeah, do I. Or, or even my name. Yeah, yeah, because what happened, this, because people, what will happen is somebody will take somebody's RSS feed, like you could take, ask the podcast coach, take my RSS feed, go over to Anchor, put it into Anchor, it will make a show, and of course, because it's Anchor, you can say, hey, do me a favor, Anchor, and submit my show to Apple for me because I don't care if I control it or not, and then you can put ads against that and earn your you know, penny a download or whatever. So people have been doing that. This was different. They downloaded the guy's audio and somehow edited his brand out of it, put new artwork on it, and then threw it on Anchor. And so the question that everybody's been trying to ask is, whose fault is that? Should it be Anchor? Is it Spotify? Is it, to me, I'm like, the dude that's, whoever is doing that editing, yeah. it's his fault. Can't be the host providers. We can't hold the host providers responsible oh, for yeah. that. They're not, they're just, if they, how would they even check that? And like, was this person popular enough that they. Yeah, like, number five. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would do it. We're going to have to get, um, see, I, and I think as we think of I, this is going to sound weird, but go with me on this one. <laughs> I think we're to that point where software was about 25 years ago when we just downloaded it off the internet. We didn't even know what was in it. And now there's some semblance of like digital signatures and you only get it from the store in some cases. Dave, I think we're going to have to get to a point where we're going to have to digitally sign in some way our podcasts that, and then like, I, I, and I don't, listen, I don't know how to do it. But there's got to be some kind of certificate of authenticity on this thing, or we're going to have to voice prints are going to have to be because just because of this, it is easy, both with images through the fake. Oh, what are they calling that fake mm, something fake, but where they can superimpose like I can superimpose your face on. Oh, yeah. Uh, of Harrison for deep fake. Yeah. There we go, to deep fake. And then the audio is even easier. Like deep video, deep fakes take a lot of processing power. Audio yeah. deep fakes can be done in Descript. So like. You're, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. If we want to protect on this, if we want to say, no, you can't take my audio, add your own advertisements and republish it. It's going to take a technology solution to be able to do that. Yeah. Cause I know in podcasting 2.0 specs, there is a lock tag. Like you could go in and say, basically say this is locked. And in theory, media hosts could then, when I go to import somebody into Libsyn, if it says this is locked, in theory, it would say we can't import this feed. It's been locked. We need the owner of the feed, which would be the podcast host or whoever, to go in, flip that switch. Now, for the record, is it that secure? No. I could easily look at that feed, copy it, uh, paste it into a text file, upload it, and import it that way and change the lock to unlock. It's not secure, but what it does do is it shows intent that, hey – don't copy this feed. And in the event Anchor does that, we can all stand in a circle and go, shame on you. Shame on you for not acknowledging that <laughs> lock tag. So, Well, okay. The way YouTube does this is they they somehow, through the magic of YouTube, crank out. Oh, by the way, YouTube changed their terms and conditions. And if you don't know, they can run any advertising against any video you put in there 
whether you tell them they, that you're monetizing it or not. So just wow. let's be, yeah, that just, here come the ads kids. Hope you like them in the, in the newest terms and conditions. If you didn't read through those and nobody does, they just snuck in this. We can run an ad, whether you say it's okay or not. So I think we're going to run into some problems with YouTube, but as a, as an ecosystem, right, they run every video against whatever algorithm that if if there's already copyrighted material out there, we know they do it for music. We know they do it for television. But now my videos, every video I put out since I'm the video origin, if it shows up somewhere else, it'll show that there's a cop. Somebody took it, right? The distributed nature of podcasting won't allow for that because YouTube's a closed infrastructure. It's a closed yeah. ecosystem. So I think the only way in podcasting we're going to we're going to be able to solve this is if we find some way to 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 crawl every single thing that is out there. How else, how else would yeah, you Yeah, this they just happen I don't know how we just happened to get lucky somebody searched for the show or what but yeah. So. Yeah, no, coach Dave says the technology you're referring to will come in the form of uh, art trading on blockchains as uh, non-fungible tokens. The blockchain is actually not the solution in this case. I've thought about this a long time and, and I've been doing blockchain work for the last couple of years. And I wish it was. It would seem like it is, but it you, that doesn't we're going I think we're going to have to change the front end technology to the way we listen to these. Because today there's no authentication that happens when you're listening to it. And I think Daniel's right. He says it requires enforcing the existing (laughs) intellectual property laws. I'm just loving the fact that the F in NFT is for the word fungible, just because it's fun to say (laughs) fungible. It sounds like some sort of weird character in an old, and then fungible came out and saved the princess. It's what? I, I wish blockchain was the solution to this. And in again, on the surface, it seems like it, your, each one yeah. of your podcast episodes creates a smart contract and then all these other things. But if the players don't respect that, then it, none of that stuff works because I could just re, I could record it off the blockchain, make my own version and, and put it somewhere else. So it's, I wish it was coach Dave. I wish, I wish it was, but it's only part of it. There's a lot of other things that have to happen. And that's where I think Spotify needs to out the people who did it so we can strip them naked in the street and shame, shame. How did we we stop people from downloading and sharing MP3s effectively? Well, that was my thing. It's, I think this is going to take root when the Lars Ulrich from Metallica, remember when he started causing a fit and then I, somebody sued a grandma i just remember there was a story where a grandma yeah. had downloaded some music for her grandkids <laughs> and got sued and so i think once somebody sues somebody we'll see it be interesting the, the problem with thinking of it in terms of okay what apple did with, with mp3s and some of the drm solutions we put into that is that the set of video or the set of audio there is finite in the sense that we have music that goes through some filters and people actually want to listen to it and some of those kinds of things, right? There's so many podcasts, Dave. The data solution on this thing alone would be so big. Can you imagine having to crawl and DRM all the podcast episodes that are being put out right now? The computer science solution on this will be amazing if we can even do it. Yeah, it's one of those things where I hear people leaning like Captivate and Libsyn and Blueberry, and but they should be checking people before you let your customer use your stuff. And I was like... No, that's just no. Not unless you want your hosting bill to go up by about 10 times because now you've got to have a staff to check everybody who's coming on your platform. And what's to stop them from doing one thing, getting approved, and then the minute you say, yep, you're in. Oh, and there's a thing. I tried the Spotify music thing where you can play a track in Spotify. 
And it's a you can't listen to it anywhere. I don't know. I think you have to be on the app, but not on the web, but not on a PC, but on the app. And when I finally found a song, it was like, hey, this is why I like this song because you have to talk about it first. And I hit publish. It was like, we'll let you know when this has been approved. They had to approve every episode. And I was like, this is not ever. I'm like, it's a lot of work for nobody to listen to it. And then the fact that there was a person or some sort of algorithm checking this. I was like, this is a horrible idea. There has to be some financial incentive in this. Like yeah. we can't, it just can't be done because somebody, we have to be protecting and somebody who cares and has a bunch of money to, to be able to put this together needs to care about it from a financial standpoint. That's the, in the music industry. That's what fixed that yeah. is right. It was all because somebody had a financial stake in it. Who would never steal our content. Probably our awesome supporters. Our awesome supporters because they already have all the bonus content. They don't need to steal it. And so first of all, we want to mention James over at, he's the teacher's pet. Over at the Dog Podcast Network, if I've been listening to these now, because we always say it's a great podcast to listen to while you're walking around the block. Mm-hmm. And they're actually really good. There's some really great stories there and things that I don't have a dog right now. I've had dogs my entire life. I, it's actually making me think about getting a dog as I listen to this podcast. But they also have a contest going over there. If you're, since you are, likely if you're listening to this, you're probably a a content creator. And if you have a dog, you can actually submit your show and win $5,000. So check it out. They've got the dog edition. That's their podcast. They've got a bunch of things over there at dog podcast network. And then we always thank our $20 supporter. And I have to, I I did a boo-boo last week, Jim. So Mm -hmm. it's time to, that's right. Make a big deal about Brock cook. I went to move Brock slide last week because he's a new uh, awesome supporter. And in the process of moving it, I hit his slide. He didn't come up. He didn't get any love last week. So everyone together, say it with me, occupiedpodcast.com. And by that, what I'm really saying is occupiedpodcast.com. It's a creative project exploring all things occupation, occupational science, and occupational therapy. Brock, my apologies for accidentally hiding your slide last week. But uh, we also have the awesome Kim over at Toastmasters101.net. If you're looking to develop your voice, reduce your editing time, and improve your content, we might actually talk about reducing your editing time here in a second. Ed Sullivan at SonicCupcake.com. How long till you go to Boston, Jim? It's September, so it's, September. it's too long. It's too long, but going to go see Ed. Yeah. So you can, if you're looking for an editor, find Ed over at SonicCupcake.com. Max Trescott, we were uh, talking to him earlier about him. He's at AviationNewsTalk.com. And it was interesting. I saw a thing on Facebook where... Max was in a brand new plane, like brand new, and he's talking and he's taking a video with his thing. And on one hand, you're like, oh, wow, a brand new plane, everything's new, it's going to work. And I'm like, or not. It hasn't, there's no, I was like, I don't know if I would feel more confident or less confident about that, but you can let somebody else fly it first. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, let's just make sure everything's working good. Aviationnewstalk.com. Shane over at spybrary.com. Shane has been doing something insane where he's, like running for an hour every day for 90 days straight. And he's like on 87 and he has not missed. So good on you. Yeah. Glenn, the geek Hebert at horse radio network.com somewhere on my very messy desk. There's a piece of paper with the dates. Glenn is coming. He's going on tour basically, and he'll actually be in Ohio. So I need to round up my Northeast Ohio podcasters and we're going to try to do some sort of meetup 
with Glenn and talk horses and podcasting and that whole nine yards. But uh, if you're not in Ohio, you can access Glenn all the time at horseradionetwork.com. Felix at the Latin Podcast Awards. So if you like shows that are in Spanish or just about the Latin community, everything is there. It's latinpodcastawards.com. So if you think about it, if you're an award-winning podcast, good chance it's probably pretty good. So if you're looking for something of that, this is part of the uh, Audio Dice Network. Greg, I'm actually talking to Greg tomorrow about we were talking about LLCs and things like that. So I reached out to Greg and I said, can you shed any light on this? You'll hear Greg on the School of Podcasting in the future. You can find him. He teaches financial wellness at debtshepherd.com. Uh, the Indie Drop-In Network, if you've got a true crime show, comedy, or a, some sort of scary time show, Greg has an audience for you. Just go over to IndieDropIn.com and you can submit your episode and he will put it in front of his audience. Michael Delaney is out in the chat room, Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. You can find him at babymountainradio.com. Uh, and if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. If you're looking for more of a one-time donation or if you just want to buy my book, Profit from Your Podcast, or if you want to sponsor Jim's mug, it's all there, askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. So thanks to our awesome supporters. And I hear that a lot, like how can I speed up my my editing time. In fact, that was one of the one of the questions I saw. What's the easiest way to do audio editing? It will really help as I've just started. So a lot of people talk about audacity, and that's definitely come a long way. For me, the easiest way to speed up your editing is to do better planning. Because mm-hmm. to me, if you just turn on the mic and wing it, you're probably going to have a lot of, of editing to do there. And if, when you do a little planning, then the good news is there's less editing. I know for me... Aside from just when times when my mouth doesn't work, I usually have a pretty good idea when I'm doing the school of podcasting, where I'm going and what bullet points I hit. It's just a matter of there are times when my mouth just decides not to work, which is always fun. And Jim, how much planning do you do when you do an episode? I know well, you're doing it live. and Yeah, it depends on the show and it depends on what we're doing. For the Gallup podcast, we put up quite a bit of planning into them, actually. It starts with the Eventbrite process of getting names in bios, but I make them write for me a three or four sentence description of, okay, what are we hoping to accomplish in this thing? So it starts with that. And then maybe once or twice we get notes back and forth. They haven't put an outline together and say, okay, how do we want to proceed through this? We don't have to stick to it, but how do we want to proceed through this? What are some questions I can ask you as the host? And those kinds of things. And for some, we've even scripted them out. We've done that as well. And actually, Dave, this is interesting. I was on a call. I was on a Zoom call the other day and the gal had a, she had her script up so she had a web page up of what she was showing. She was doing a demo. And then she had a Word document up that was a script of what she wanted to say. And I actually thought it's, everybody was like, oh, your script is up. Your script is up. And she never took it down. But I actually thought it was nice because if there was someone who was watching this, who was having trouble hearing, that would have taken the place of closed caption. And I was kind of, that's actually helpful to have that up there. But so for some, we prepare a lot. For Home Gadget Geeks, we do some we do some topical type stuff, but we try to do it based on experience. And that's what you and I do here. We don't spend a ton of time. It's not like we have a not like we have a format meeting. No, what do they call that when that when they all get together? Oh, I know. Um, uh, there's a term for that. Anyways, chat room will let us know here in a second. But it's not like you and I do that. We get together for a few minutes. We we try to base it on what we're currently working on, what we're currently doing, things that we know. I always say the 
from the overflow. We talk from our overflow. I think on this question, they need to come at it from both sides. One is, okay, get better planning and get better practice. Two, lower your expectations <laughs> just a little bit. If you're going to do this for any length of time, you're just going to get better as you go. So just keep doing it. But bring the expectations somewhere in the middle. Then once you find that, then you can start moving toward more and more towards excellence. But if you wait to, if you wait till it's, you, you can't do your hundredth podcast second. <laughs> can only do it on the hundredth time. So just get out there and, and, and get practiced at it. And that's actually the same advice I give to women when I date. I'm like, first things first, lower your expectations. Just that's it. Just this, you're, this is what you get. So anyway, they're throwing out phrases here. Is it pre-show? Is it brainstorming no. treatment? No, there's a, when the, my daughter's a journalist and when they all get together, they have this meeting that they, where they throw out ideas and. So I would think that would be brainstorming. Well, it is brainstorming, but they actually have a term for it. Yeah. Yeah. They, I forget. Cause we were, I was talking with Sammy about this, my my daughter and and she's like, oh, we could do that. She named it at dinner. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Not really that important and not riveting podcasting. But I think the, the point here is that come at it from both sides. Continue to work on it. Continue to get better. Always be inquisitive about like, how could I make it a little bit better? And then pull your expectations back a little bit. Because no matter what you do, you're going to get complaints. Yeah. (laughs) You are. It's just going to happen. Well, last night I was on the podcasters roundtable. It was me, Ray, and the guys from Squadcast. And they were saying, one way to grow your audience is to do video. And part of you goes, of course, they said that. They just added video to their platform Of course, they're going to say that. But they did make a point. It goes into what I've been saying, which is you need to find where your audience is that doesn't know you yet. And I've had people that have found me that have joined the school of podcasting. And I'll say, how did you find me? They said, oh, I saw your YouTube video. And I'm like, oh, cool. And, And then you listen. And they said, oh, and then I found your podcast. Like they had no idea I had a podcast. And I was like, so to me, that's one of the advantage of that. And so everybody, I see that a lot in the Facebook groups, who's doing video podcasting. And I think what they're really saying is who's using YouTube because very few people, if we get like super curmudgeon-y are doing video podcasts. Jim, I think you do. You send mm-hmm. video down a feed, but most, I, I think most people, when they say video podcast mean, am I using YouTube as well? And the nice thing about it, when you think about this, we're doing video, we're capturing the audio And at the end of this, I can do whatever I want with this. If I want to make a video snippet or an audio snippet, I can do both. You can't go back if you just recorded the audio and say, you can make an audiogram. But we all went, well, we talked about audiograms last night. And But keep in mind that it is going to add a little more work. Now you're editing two shows. Because you think about it, I'm not going to de-um the video. That would look really weird. But it's uh, it's one of those things where if you've got the time and an editor, uh, you can do that. Which one do you how, how would I was just thinking about deuming video. Oh, how? And what would that look like? All of a sudden, Dave just <laughs> it'd be the weirdest thing. Oh, uh, it's it's one more one more thing on complaints. Yeah, as we maybe that's the the topic of the overall topic of today's show yeah. here for whatever reason. Most of the time, they're true. They have a, they have a shred of truth in them. And I, and I think you can't, I, I certainly don't want to come off as saying dismiss people's complaints or don't, I, I can't change. Okay. We, you and I got a major complaint about the amount of advertising we put in this podcast, right? right. This, this very one. Did we change it? No. no. <laughs> did, but did it, did we consider it? 
like I, I remember in that meeting, the, the pre-show, right? <laughs> you you brought that up. We talked about it, and it's I think it's on our minds now. It's okay. We need to make sure we quickly get through. And 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 we're are we? You asked me, are we appropriate? I yeah, I yeah. think it's fun. well. The other thing I thought about that too is we did a couple shows where I was trying to thank everybody. And it'd be yeah, like two yeah. questions. Here's the five dollar supporters. Two mm-hmm. questions. Okay, here's our ten dollars. And it was just like that. I would say that guy's got a point. And that's when we went. Look, you got to be at the twenty dollar level to get a shout out. And so, well, it, but it changed us. We yeah. considered it. You, yeah. you were like, okay, it's probably we're probably doing too much. What can we cut? But what we can, what can we keep for the essence of what we're trying to do here? And I think that the mid show of the recorded bit is yeah. important to thank those those guys yeah. are and, and those. Men and women are important to us who who support the show. Yeah, James has um, a question. James was on last week from Bros and Blokes. Right? Can you get separate tracks when you record via different video streaming options like Streamyard? I don't think he talks like that, Dave. No, but, nobody uh, in England talks like this. It's a very weird English. It's half. It's part. It's from Devonshire mm-hmm. and then from Worcestershire. Then like this. Yeah, I can't even say Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Anyway, no, nobody mm-hmm. talks like that. That's nobody the world's worst like English accent, and it's yet I continue accent. to do it. Yes, I know Streamyard announced they were going to have different video things. I know what you call it. I just mentioned them. What the heck? Dis- Dot FM. Zach and Rock from, oh my God, Squadcast. Jeez. I was like, holy go. cow, brain fart. Right. Squadcast does that. And then Stream, not StreamYard, Riverside. Now I know people who love Riverside. When I tried it, I've, I think I've told you the story before. I was very close. Like, it was right out of beta. They're like, hey, here you go. Try it for a week. We'd love to get your feedback. And my feedback was I used it once. We developed about a five-second delay in the middle of it, and I had to bail and use Zoom to finish the mm. interview. And I know Ray uses Riverside, and he loves the fact that you're getting this 4K video and everything like that. This week, I was interviewed twice by people using Riverside. Both of them sent me a link that didn't work. Like mm-hmm. I would go to the thing, but I wouldn't, I would see their name and my name wouldn't show up. And I would go to the chat and I'm like, I'm here, nothing. And then I'd have to go to their email and say, Hey, I'm like, what's the deal? And they would then have to send me a slightly longer link. And I would have to say, I'm wearing headphones. So I think that might just be operator error. but the one guy straight up got kicked out of his meeting three times. So I'm not based on that. I, I understand there are a lot of people that love it, but I, every time, maybe I'm jinxed. Maybe there's something weird with my computer, but every time I go near Riverside, things don't work. So yeah, I'm a big fan of, if I wanted to do streaming, I would use StreamYard. If I, when I do something that's not streamed, I use Squadcast. And no matter what I'm doing, I always have something recording in the background. I don't care what I'm doing. I always have two things recording. And when I have one thing recording, my my sphincter is a little tighter than usual. <laughs> It's the way it is. I'm it's like, always good. To, it's always good to have a backup in what you're thinking. It should always be done in two different ways. I don't. I always think separate tracks. And there's listen. There's appropriate places for them for sure. So don't hear me say you shouldn't do this. But boy, if you want to add a level of complexity to your audio editing, man, I'm glad you yeah. said that. Yeah. Because Jim sounds great. I sound okay. When I I used to do the separate tracks, and the only benefit was. 
I could pan Jim about 10% left and me 10%. And it was, but it was this extra effort. And when I had to cut, it was just, and then I was like, unless there's something really weird going on, I'm going to be using the stereo mix from the Rodecaster. I don't. There's great applications for it. And if you're trying to do an, an, an interview and you got a barking dog in the back yeah. or, or it's somebody with a phone that's on or, or whatever. Some... Yeah. But wow, you're really going to spend some time. That's a six to one ratio on editing. So six minutes for every minute of audio that you have is probably going to be the formula. Again, not bad. If that's what you want to do, it's fine. It's just, it's going to take a lot. It's going to, that's going to be a serious audio edit. There was a, there's a time that you have to look at what am I putting into this and what am I getting out? And I'll give you a classic example. Last night I started working on the June schedule for the school of podcasting. When are the office hours and when is lunch with Dave and when is ask the podcast coach and things like that. And then I use a service. I forget the name of it. There's ad event, which is not what I'm using, but I might be using. And the other one is like eventable or something like that, but it makes these cool little buttons that's I put in the details that, Hey, it's, you know, June 17th at 7 PM. Here's the zoom link. And they then give me this code. I put it in it. And when somebody clicks on it, it says, you want to add it to your Google calendar, your iCal or whatever, which is cool. Cause I want people to put this on their calendar and that's a free service. The version of that I'm using. So it's, but I can't do like reoccurring, like, uh, lunch with Dave is every Friday at 1230. Can't do reoccurring. I'd have to pay for that. And then somebody said, we ought to use, I think it's adevent.com. Pretty cool service. We got a free version. But if I want to do this or that, I got to pay for it. And I looked at it, it was like 20 bucks a month. And I was like, okay, I just wasted like, four, not wasted, but it, it took me like 45 minutes to do this. And I was like, is that worth 20 bucks to not have to do this every month? If I just said, hey, and I'm just making this up. The first Saturday and the third Wednesday is group coaching. Lunch with Dave is every Friday. Ask the podcast coaches every Saturday. Like I could just do that once. And not only would it put a calendar, I could embed that calendar in the membership area. And I went, that's absolutely worth 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could go, I'm not as tired because I'd be going to bed earlier. So when does it, people often say, should I do this? Should I have an editor? Should I do this? Like when it's costing you too much personally. That's, and I always say when the pain of taking the money out of your wallet is less than the pain of doing whatever it is you're doing, you'll take the money yeah. out of your wallet. Yeah. So. Although sometimes people have a problem separating like their own time as money and money. They're like, they'll spend three hours to save $20. And you're like, that's, I should have said two hours. They'll save two hours to save 20 bucks. Your time is $10 an hour. It's probably worth a little more than that for you got to, I think you got to think through, I think I, and I, listen, I make this mistake all the time yeah, Me too. where I'm like, nah, I'll just do it myself. When I could have really had a professional do it right, it would last longer and it would have been better. And so don't get pulled into that trap either. And listen, it's different for everybody. It's really hard to make that decision. I get it. I, I don't. I'm having, I'm in the, I love grilling, smoking, barbecuing, that kind of stuff. But I'm having trouble, Dave, dropping 800 bucks on a trigger. It's just, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I could do it with a $200 grill that I retrofit that I, and you're thinking, oh my God, Jim, I'm going to spend $800 just thinking about it. Just buy the, the trigger. I still don't have it. <laughs> Although I just did, I just to drop 850 on a treadmill, which is a little more important right now <laughs> than a trigger. James says, I tried StreamYard last week with my Zoom H6, but it would only work as a mixer. Yeah, the Zoom yeah, H6, yeah. that's why I love the Zoom PodTrack P4. The H6 is either a recorder 
or a USB interface. It doesn't do both at the same time. And the P4 is cheaper, but it's still a great recorder. It just, that's the problem is it can't do both. So in that case, you might be able to go to StreamYard. And if you're Hindenburg Pro, I think allows you to do this. You can say, record other applications and it will record. You might get an echo. I'd have to test this, but you can say, whatever you hear on this computer, record. And that would be then your backup. But yeah, it's, I think we're all guilty that just because you can, yeah, the P4 does both. That's, I'm here to tell you, that's why it's on my desk almost all the time. I recommend this more than anything because it's A, it records four inputs. If you have people around a round table, you can do four XLRs. You could do three XLRs and a USB. So I'm connected via StreamYard. I could do two XLRs, StreamYard, and have somebody tap in via a phone because I don't know nothing about computers. So I could have grandpa on the phone. I could have Jim on USB and I could have Binky and the Wiz on channels one and two. And I'll get four separate channels and I'll get a stereo mix down. Go to supportthisshow.com slash P4 to get yours today. So I was hoping we get a Binky sample. <laughs> I'm on channel one, man. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so. Anyway, but yeah, I, I am bad at that as well. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I should. And that's why mm. there are times that I'm like, maybe I should be farming out. Because the school of podcasting, I do weird things in editing and I add sound effects and stuff like that that I don't think I could farm out. But I could definitely farm this show out and just say, hey, remove me saying 5,000 times, level it out, and please make some. The, the biggest thing with this show is I go through and make chapter markers so people can jump from, and that's the part that. It takes the longest because I end up listening to the show like three times. And when it's 90 yeah. minutes, it's, it's a lot of time. What was that fun noise? Oh, um, uh, that was that was, was that Clubhouse. It was Clubhouse. Interesting. Yeah. No. Jason Bryant's checking in from Guatemala. Guatemala. He's traveling again. Ladies and gentlemen, He we're, we're back. Hey, let me ask you this. In the five minutes we have here on the recorded section, and if you're listening on uh, Clubhouse, stay around. We do a post show here, so you can stay yeah, around. We'll, and, we'll be here till 1230. Minutes. Yeah. So or it 12. sounds like we're going to end, but we're really not. What do you think, Dave, any post-pandemic, and listen, India is still struggling with this, so we're not out of the woods here by any means. But here in the United States, we seem to be getting some kind of handle on it. We'll see how well that goes. But in this kind of new economy going forward, you see any big changes ahead in podcasting? You see any opportunities out there as we think about that or status quo? One, let me, as you're thinking about that, one just might be pricing. Because ev- the price of everything is going up right now. Oh, <laughs> everything! So, I just filled you know, up my kinda, tank. Holy cow! Yeah, no, right on. And I'm wondering, will will that restart reflecting in podcast hosting costs? Will that have an effect on gear and equipment? Is now a good to, if you were thinking of buying something? So, I said a lot of words there. What do you think? Anything in the final few minutes here? I'll be interested to see how many podcasts die. Like they were born mm-hmm. out of COVID's mm-hmm. over. I'm back on the beach. I'm not doing a podcast anymore. I'll be interested to see how many people drop off. Or just off. back to work. Or back to work. <laughs> They're actually working now. And- there were a lot of celebrity stuff. James or James, Tom Webster was talking about how there's a lot of celebrity podcasts out there because there weren't, there was no work. So I guess I'll just, I'm bored. I'm creative. I'll do a podcast. I'll be interested to see how many of those. That's a great question. I, I know Libsyn is coming out with stuff. We're, we're going to have a new feature called Snippets where stuff that you type all the time, that's coming out in June in Libsyn 5. We just integrated with Canva. I know Buzzsprout is adding stuff all the time. So is Cap. So more features are coming into the space. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, but it's weird because the, it, 
the different reports are coming out that 70% of a country is listening to a podcast and this one's up to 58 and this and that. So it's going to continue to grow, but I'm going to be interested to see, here's what I'm looking for, is where is the next, I'm trying to think of something that's not going to date me to death, but for lack of a better phrase, Jimi Hendrix was a guy that was super unique. A, he was black in 1968. Actually, he was black his whole life, but in 68... (laughs) When all the other pop stars were white, he was not. He played his guitar upside down. He waved his tongue at the audience, and his guitar ripped your head off because it was so mm-hmm. just rude sound. Mm-hmm. So it was unique. Then there are people that – so I'm looking to see if we go back to – that's not a true crime show. I guess that's the other one. What's the next? We haven't had a next big thing in a while. I did have – I've had two people talk about, and I don't know the name of it. I think it's called The Talk Shows. I've had two people say, have you listened to it yet? And it's it's from CNN, but it's a hmm. podcast, and it's a series. It's eight episodes or something like that. And I saw it yesterday. I, went in, I was doing something in Apple iTunes, and it was one of those big square things at the top. I'm trying to find it here. Yes, the story of Late Night, Behind the Desk from CNN. And I've had two people said, have you listened to that yet? It's actually pretty good. I have not. And Andreas asked this. Any news about the Facebook feature for a long-format video? I have not. I know people are talking about this whole where you're supposed to be able to share a Spotify player on Facebook, and I've tried it twice, and it's just crashed and burned. So either I'm doing something wrong, because that should be interesting, because the difference before, you could put a video on Facebook, and then the minute you scrolled, it it quit. And so everybody was getting three, eight, ten. If you got 10 seconds on a play on Facebook, you were a god. And now they're going to have this thing where... You as you you can hit play on Facebook and then scroll and it'll go down to the bottom right hand corner. I still don't think people are going to listen to a thirty minute podcast on Facebook, but you might get longer listens, which hopefully will then lead to people mm-hmm. going back and subscribing. I don't know. What do you think, Jim? What do you think is coming in the future? I don't know. We, we I don't I don't I don't know. I was hoping you would because I'm, <laughs> I'm clueless on that. We did a thirty minute LinkedIn live uh, this week. And that's the first LinkedIn Live I've done. And it's terribly confusing. And we got some pretty good numbers on it and some really good engagement. Most folks stayed. I've always been really skeptical on like LinkedIn or Facebook that people or Instagram, people will actually stay very long. Like they're scrolling through their feed, looking for things to interact with quickly. And then when they see a long form video, I, I, I think they just punt, I think. But maybe the numbers show different. I'll need to go back. We just did that Thursday. So... I'll need to get back with our social media folks and say, what was the real engagement on that? So I, I, I don't know, Dave, it, it, it's, I think it's an, I think prices start to go up for sure. I, I would be, if you were thinking of buying some equipment, I think I would buy it now. Like I would lock in 2021 prices because I think 2022 is going to be, is going to be ugly for everything. So I could be wrong. Let's hope, let's hope so. But Sure doesn't look like it's going that direction. Like all the sectors are being affected by that. So if you're going to make a big purchase, you might want to move that up. There you go. Supportthisshow.com slash Sweetwater will be where you can do that. (laughs) Exactly. Jim, what's coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv? I took a week off. It was my birthday this week. I I just said, you know what? I'm taking the week off. I'm not doing a You can do that apparently. And no Uh, one will punch you in the face. No, I made it just, I made it through just fine. I'm here. I have nothing to edit this weekend. We're having a big birthday party. It's my son's birthday too. So we're coming in. No, he's his June. He has a June 1st birthday. So we always celebrate him together as a family. Cool. But uh, so the kids are coming over. So 
if you're if you need some time off, take it. But if you want need something to listen to, head out to theaverageguy.tv. What when's your actual birthday? What date is? Twenty sixth. It was Wednesday, uh, right. May twenty sixth. I need to yeah. write that down. Yeah, that oh, might. I have no to pressure. double check. That might be my dad's birthday. Oh, that'd be great. Because I remember it was a great. It was listen. It was a great birthday. Maybe one of the best I've had in the fifty three years I've been doing this. Wow, so it was pretty pretty fantastic this week. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. What about you? On the school of podcasting, I put on an episode last week that talked about your intro and the three different types of information and how you provide it. And a guy emailed me that said, that's like the best episode I've ever heard. And I was like, really? Because that was one of those where I was kind of like, eh. And so I was like, let's talk about content some more. So this week I'm going to talk about different things. When I edit, what do I edit out? And why do I think it's something that needs to be edited out? But And I ran out of, boy, I'm just talking away. <laughs> I don't even. It was. Like, I don't have, over. It was probably my. I don't have any. This is something I'm going to fix and post. But uh, stick mm. around. We've got some post show coming right up, and the music fades up. Support this show at askthepodcastcoach.com/store.